Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the APW Property Podcast. I'm your host today, Ben Lewis, General Manager of APW Property and joining me today is my co-host and fellow property enthusiast, Tom Love. Hey Tom, how are you doing? Uh, great, thanks Ben, how are you doing? I'm not bad, thank you, I'm not bad. Uh, so today is something a little bit different. Uh, we're just diving into some of your most frequently asked questions about property investment. Absolutely, Ben. It's great to be here and answer these questions from our listeners. We know that property investment can be quite complex, especially for expats and those looking to navigate the UK property market. So let's jump right in. Yes, Tom. So first up, one of the most frequent asked questions we receive uh, pertains to mortgages, the ratios, terms and everything in between, which is obviously quite current in the current well, state of the market. Uh, Tom, just for the audience, can you break down some of the key points for us? Of course, Ben. When it comes to expat investors, having a deposit of 25 to 30% is generally advisable. The more you put down, the lower your monthly payments will be. If you're in a position to consider 30 to 35%, that might be even better to cut down on your monthly outgoings for the property. Yeah, and don't forget about the different mortgage types as well, like interest only versus capital and repayment, and whether you, well, you should go for the fixed or variable rates. The key thing here is, is aligning your choices with your investment goals. So even before you're considering getting a mortgage or looking at a property, you should have your goals outlined, whether it's revenue for now, money for retirement, or something else. You need to know what you want to get out of your investment. Now, just one final point as well from what Tom said about the 25 to 35% um, being generally advisable. It is key to note that when you are um, obtaining a mortgage, obviously the mortgage lump sum amount is, is key as well. So lenders don't particularly like lending uh, small amounts, obviously because they won't benefit from that as much. So to try and keep it a competitive and uh, a more lucrative um, sort of rate for yourself, you are looking for that lump sum of over 100,000. Yeah, some great points there, Ben. Uh, let's move on to property title transfers. We have touched upon this topic. What should our listeners know about the tax implications of transferring property ownership? Yeah, sure. So transferring property ownership, unless it's a gift, can trigger taxes like capital gains and stamp duty. This applies whether it's a transfer between individuals or even transferring to a UK limited company. While there are scenarios where it might make sense, it's important to carefully evaluate the costs and benefits of transferring ownership. Now let's discuss the financial responsibilities associated with property ownership. Now, Tom, what can investors expect in terms of liabilities and costs? Property ownership comes with its own set of costs, from stamp duty and legal fees during purchase to capital gains upon sale. Ongoing costs include mortgage payment, management fees, insurance and occasional one-offs. It's essential to factor these into your investment strategy. These will all be individual to your purchasing situation, so it's essential to take these into account when purchasing a property. Yeah, no, of course, Tom. And when it comes to stamp duty, it really should be a thing to consider where you are purchasing the property as well, because in England, um, in Northern Ireland, you obviously have stamp duty. However, in Scotland, they have their own rules. And in Wales, well, currently in Wales, we have land transactional tax. So yeah, it's really important just to make sure that you are getting the right advice. And we do have a podcast um, on this topic. So if you would like to uh, learn more about it, yeah, please check that out. Yeah, that was a great podcast. Now, choosing the right area is a common concern for property investors. Ben, how can listeners decide where and what to invest in? 
Yeah, Tom, do you know, that is a, a really good question to, to ask, and we get this a lot uh, from our clients. And uh, yeah, the choice of area depends on your investment goals. As previously said, whether you're aiming for yield, capital appreciation, or a balance of both. Now, those sweet spot areas are those with strong fundamentals like population, infrastructure, and employment. And that's why here at APW, we always bang on about uh, pie. And yeah, Tom, that is, isn't a, a meat pie or an apple pie, which I know you like. Um, but yeah, these properties are often priced between 150 to 250 grand with yields of around 5 to 7%. Now, we have covered a range of locations in our City Watch and Neighbourhood episodes. Again, I'm, I'm not trying to plug this podcast or our podcast channel too much, but please check these episodes out if you have a spare minute. Yeah, there's been some great episodes on you know cities like Edinburgh and Glasgow recently, which have been great. No, of what, sort, what sort of locations are in that sweet spot at the moment? Well, so yeah, so focusing on pie, um, Tom, yeah, there are a range of locations to consider. Now, for example, you've got Birmingham, Nottingham, Derby, <clears throat> Manchester. You're looking at places like uh, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Dundee, especially if you are in the HMO market. And also the smaller locations like like Ipswich, for example. But I would say currently my two favourites at the moment are Birmingham and Nottingham. Yeah, I completely agree with that, Ben, to be honest. Navigating administrative tasks as an expat can be a really daunting and seemingly tricky task. What administrative aspects should investors be aware of? Yeah, sure, Tom, certainly. So <clears throat> if you're purchasing through a company, you'll need to handle annual returns. If you're buying in your name, tax return obligations might depend on your income level. Also, property management can be outsourced to professionals, reducing your involvement in uh, in, in this journey. Now, I would suggest having a property managed is arguably better, only because it takes that hassle um, that you may have, um, especially for our our audience and clients across the world. You're going to be half, halfway around the world. You don't particularly want to be woken up in the middle of the night because, um, let's say, for example, uh, your tenant has not paid. So having that third party um, who's, well, uh, separate to um, yourself and the tenant is always a good thing, in my opinion. Yeah, using a property management company will create a hands-off approach in which you can have as much or as little to do with the property as you want. This can be a great option for expats who may not be visiting the UK very often, which, to be honest with you, from experience, is the majority of them. Yeah, no, you're you're totally right, Tom. You're totally right there. Another question I get all the time is on structuring. Structuring your investment is crucial. What are some considerations for choosing the right ownership structure? No, absolutely, Tom. So for those building a larger portfolio or planning to return to the UK, a UK limited company structure might offer tax efficiencies. Um, So these are often called SPVs, uh, single purpose vehicle. Now, on the other hand, owning one or two properties personally could utilise your tax free allowance, uh, which is, Tom? £12,570. Nice, perfect. Um, But obviously this is dependent on, again, you or perhaps your partner's earnings. Now remember, there are also inheritance and legacy benefits with a company structure as well. So, the big question, the big one. Now, leasehold versus freehold. Now, Tom, what is your take on this? Leasehold properties often yield higher returns, but come with service charges for building maintenance. Freeholds, they don't have the service charges, but they do have the maintenance costs. 
A worry we often encounter from people looking to invest is the length of time on the lease, but having a leasehold of over 125 years brings little difference in legal or security aspects. So if you want a number to aim for, we'd recommend that you try and aim for 125 years plus. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I once, when I was working in a, a previous role in a law firm, um, one of uh, one of my clients was purchasing a leasehold flat in a city centre and they were very, very angst and uh, not happy with the, the lease uh, term. Tom, do you want to guess how, how long that lease term was? 50 years. No, <laughs> no. Go opposite. It was 999 years. Wow. Yeah, they, 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 I don't think they're going to survive that. But hey, hey. It, it was good for them to, to, well, to keep asking questions because, yeah, you never know. You never know. I bet, I bet. Well, next up, the timing of the market debate. Ben, what's your perspective on this? <clears throat> now, indeed, Tom, now market fluctuations are natural and property is a long-term investment. If you're in it for the long haul, timing isn't as crucial, but if you're aiming to flip properties, timing matters more and carries greater risk. Now, as they say, and Callum and Stuart love this one, it's time in the market, not time in the market. Um, and it does depend on your goals, but you should always consider property as a longer term investment. Well, that wraps up our discussion on this uh, quick tour around the top FAQs in the world of UK property investment. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, thank you, Ben. It was a pleasure delving into these topics. Remember, if you need any more information or assistance, don't hesitate to reach out to us. We're more than happy to answer any of your questions. No, absolutely. We're, we're happy to help. And hey, you can help us as well by giving us a review on this podcast, which would be much appreciated. Now, stay tuned for more insights and discussions in our future episodes. Uh, but we are also running another set of networking events in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, Hong Kong, and where's the last one, Tom? It's in Singapore, Ben. Great country, Singapore. Now, if you are interested in any of them, the link will be down below as well. And we look forward to seeing you there. But until then, it's a goodbye from Tom. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast series. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe, hit like, share it with your friends. If you didn't, keep stum. You can find more episodes in all your usual podcast places.